Welcome to another installment of Challenge the Norm. Today I would really like to sensitize you again a short extract out of um, the self-published book that we have published. And this day I want to draw your attention to the topic Real Men Do Not Cry. Matthew 11 verse 28 30 declares, Come unto me, all he that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many times must you go through this? His fragile heart crumbles every time happiness seems to find its way into his life. Is it pertinent for men not to cry? A broken arm, leg, or even a jaw heals. But what about a broken heart? Does it ever heal? Jelani is sitting, slowly drinking his coffee, while anxiously waiting for his lover to return from a party. Jelani. A 45-year-old is too old, according to him, to hit the club scene. His years of serving in the correctional services came to an end after he was convicted on the charge of fraud. He had his days. The room in their Weinberg apartment is not well lit. A dark, gloomy picture is portrayed. As anxiety fills Tulani's face while he smokes cigarette, after cigarette. He stands up and walks towards the fridge. While passing the window, he peers out, longing to be reconciled once again with his precious jewel he has found. The fridge is empty. There are only eggs and an apple in it. The coffee table is his last hope as he releases his frustration by running his nails through the Oregon pine. His favorite music is playing, Iron Maiden, his all-time favorite. The air conditioner is out of order, and the room is very stuffy. He grabs his phone and nervously shakes as he dials the number. He slowly asks, Where are you? Clear bite marks can be seen on his upper lip as he gently ends the call. The chair becomes uncomfortable and is slowly but surely falling into dreamland. Loud knocking on the door woke him up. Someone on the outside shouted, Hey, Tulani, open up the door, you worm. Very calmly. Tulani opened the door with a smile on his face. Standing in front of him was the one he gave his heart to, dressed in an angel's costume and smelling like a liquor store. The makeup on the other hand is dripping and this leaves dirty marks all over the now brown dress. It was Vusi. was a 20-year-old and by reputation a party animal was a part-time student and worked as a waiter the rest of his time. Fuji shouted, I missed you, my love. 
he jumped on top of Tulani and started kissing it passionately, as their hands rubbing each other erotically. Vusi was a featherweight, and with one shrug, Tulani threw Vusi on the coffee table. Anger filled him, him to assault its lover. It was a night of torment and pain for Vusi. Layers of confusion swept through the air the following morning. Vusi moaned and asked, Why did you hurt me last night? The bed became cold for these two lovers. Tulani became mute and ignored the question. In his Zulu culture, questioning a man's actions is disrespectful, especially if you're a woman. Although, Vusi being a man, his homosexual relationship with Tulani made him submissive. With an aloof expression on his face, he turned towards the wall and laughed inwardly. Breakfast times used to be a time of romantic giggles and laughter, but today the tension was thick. They were just staring past one another, avoiding eye contact. Vushi exploded in anger. He overturned the entire table. What the hell is wrong with you? He yelled. He was foaming at the mouth and could only see red at that moment. Tulani in turn screamed, Do yourself a favor, boy, and get your priorities straight. His voice traveled through the paper-thin walls of the apartment. The echoes could be heard down in the main room, all the way to Jetmart. Fushi was enraged and ran to the room and started packing his bag. Joyful memories of their romantic expeditions left him all rattled. His heart was torn apart. Why him? The last couple of months, he felt like a prisoner. The relationship has been too much on him and he needed a way out. A loud noise filled his ears. Tulani asked, Where the hell are you going to? Vusi answered, I'm leaving you. There's such a strong soul tie. Tulani yelled again, Am I too old for you now? The two argued until the noise irritated the neighbors. Fushi still wanted to say something when a heavy punch swept him off his feet. Then he was dragged by his false hair implant into the bathroom. A telephone book hit his woman-like face continually until he bled. The once white tiles were covered in a pool of blood. You broke my heart, now I kill you, was the only thing Tulani could say as he was beating his girl. No crying took place in all of this. Even when he looked at himself in the mirror, he could not believe the horror scenes he saw taking part in his own life. Vusi instantly became a statistic. A knock at the door saved him from total annihilation. It was Amina. The neighborhood watch from next door, or although I might say self-proclaimed neighborhood watch, 
Jelani opened the door and looked us straight in the eye. She was a hairstylist by profession, but you could not tell from looking at her. She always had this plastic bag on her head. Vusi escaped and Tulani explained the reason for the noise to Amina. He turned around and found the apartment empty, just like his heart. Why did he do all these things to Vusi? Was he insecure? Or was it jealousy? Tulani put his feet on the coffee table, started to smoke a cigarette. On the other side of town, a girl was waiting in a blue summer's dress and pink sandals. She looked like pretty summer flowers, so fragile. Her name was Vicky, a third year student of psychology. She was Vusi's best friend. She spent endless time with him. There was so much chemistry between the two of them, but she was living with Spain soon. She had an enormous crush on Vusi. She wanted him to leave his closet lifestyle and take her as his only love. She had sacrificed so much for him and was tired of playing second fiddle. Today would be the day that she would confront him, trying to change his mind about certain things. She was even willing to pay all his expenses for the trip. She was smiling as Vusi climbed off the train in Salt River. But as he came near her, a smile turned into a vengeful frown. She hugged him intensely and whispered in his ear, You must pay for this. <laughs> she really made his day. They went shopping. Movies was a necessity. She really knew how to make him smile. He had feelings for her, but was not sure if they were romantic feelings or not. After all, he was homosexual. A phone call really changed the atmosphere to laughter, into sorrow, and into mourning. Fusi picked up after consulting Vicky. What do you want? He asked. Tulani mumbled, come back home, baby. I'm so lonely. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Tulani then made a heart-shaking comment. I want to marry you. Come back home. I'm waiting. Fusi went back home singing after greeting Vicky. Upon arriving back at his place, Vusi noticed two vehicles in the parking lot. It was unusual. These type of cars were usually a target in this side of town. He found the door to his apartment slightly opened. Nervously, he stepped in. All he heard was surprise as the crowd started singing. He had no clue what was going on. His lover came crawling on the floor toward him with a ring in the hand. He asked nervously, will you marry me, sweetness? Excitement filled the air and for the first time, Vusi felt appreciated. Without hesitation, he answered, yes. There were video cameras in the whole apartment. Walking around, he noticed his 
glanced at the ring. It was a perfect fit. The huge glittering ruby made frogs jump up and down his throat. Forgiveness was his song towards Tulani. The two instantly made up. Tulani shouted to the top of his voice, Real men don't cry. Suddenly, the atmosphere changed and Tulani had a demonic stare on his face. The door banged behind us and six men held Pussy down on the coffee table. What is happening? Pussy asked. A quiet tramp. Pussy realized that he had sold his soul for a lousy ring. He was terrified. He tried fighting but to no avail. Tulani was laughing while these guys did the unthinkable. He never cried. Instead, he wrote a message underneath the coffee table. He used his fingernails to do it. The pain was unbearable, but he never cried. Fusi was a real man. He felt like dying. It took hours for the malice to stop. The cameras were rolling the whole time. He knew now that his life was ruined. How on earth did this happen? They opened the door for him and each person spat in his face while he exited the apartment. He was marked by a bloody trail while crawling to the elevator. He could hear all the sinister giggles as the wind carried them into his ears. He felt warm tears on his face. It was Vicky. She came to check up on Vusi. She rushed him to the hospital. She cried. But Vusi never cried. His father said to him, Real men don't cry. He smiled all the way to Hrotaskir. He regained his strength and decided to leave for Spain with his newfound love. Everything went well in Spain and he could start all over again. Started working in a coffee shop and met up with some great club hoppers. His old nature became much stronger and it reached boiling point. He went out partying like before and much less time was spent with Vicky. He was surrounded by a whole new group of friends. He felt right at home again. History has a way of repeating itself, and Vusi knew all about that. That night was different from the other escapades. His newfound friends lured him into a dark room. The place was filled with people, and an offer came his way. We'll pay you well if you can render your services unto us. Vusi was left in the dark. They showed him a video clip and to his shock, he featured in it. His world shattered. The website was filled with his video. Tulani made sure he would follow him wherever he went. He ran off. Vicky never saw 
Vusi again. Instead, a lifeless body was found under a bridge, hanging on a steel cable. It was Vusi. He had a smile on his face. His smile mocked death. Some forensic doctors could not even explain it. Vicky smiled as a single tear ran down her cheek. He's free now, she shouted. Tulani, on the other hand, got himself a young 17-year-old boy. His movie earned him a lot of respect in the underworld. He was an icon. He received a letter one day and a coffee table. It was a perfect gift. His previous coffee table was sold at a garage sale. Amina bought it. He read the letter very slowly. He had such a shock. The letter fell to the ground. The table Tulani received was from Vusi's own remains. A horrible table representing the pain Vusi went through. It was a horrid scene to see something like that. Tulani cried. He cried as he never cried before. He was not a real man. Shocking tremors rushed through his body and he came to rest on his coffee table. He paid for his morbid deeds. Amina found a message engraved into the other coffee table and it reads as follows. Many times we see domestic violence in heterosexual relationships and we never look at the homosexual community. We also suffer the evils of society. Oh, I forgot. Real men do not cry. Enjoy your coffee. Amina was in tears and could not help but to keep the coffee table as a reminder of how blind we are as a society. That's the end of the extract that I wanted to read to you. It's unconventional as it is. We are surrounded by people that need our help. And the story is there to encourage you to be in the lookout, to be a source of hope, to be a source of inspiration, and to comfort those who are in pain. Follow me next time for another episode of Challenge the North.